Hello and welcome to Say a Little Prayer Nigeria. My name is Sharon Tanko and I am your host. A common question every individual has asked himself at one point in time is who am I? The second most common question being who do I want to be? These two questions are what this season is all about. Together with the Holy Ghost and by the grace of God, we will explore who we are and our capacity to fulfill who that is. Now, we already know that we as believers have been called to love. But what does God say in us that he would have this unwavering expectation of us? I do hope that you take the time to listen this season and that as you do, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Listen and be blessed. Welcome back once again. Thank you for taking time out this Tuesday evening to fellowship with me. It is my prayer that as you have made time available to be present here with God, that you will begin to see him more present with you than you have ever noticed in your lifetime. Amen. Last week, we finally, finally ventured into the book of Ephesians. And to be honest with you, there is so much in there that the chances that we'll be able to cover it all, especially adequately, are slim to none. But I hope, I just hope, that I'll be able to pique your interest enough and help give you a basic foundation on which you can build in your own private time with our Father. But before we go any further, shall we say a little prayer? Father, as we listen to you this evening, please let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. Help us understand who you are and who we are by extension. Amen. Last week, our focus was on the righteous man, and our scripture was from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, where we noted that we have been redeemed back to him because he paid the price for us so that we wouldn't have to. Especially since, you know, try as we might, we would not have been able to. You see, it took a godlike man to fall. So it was going to take a godlike man to stand. That's why Jesus is often referred to as the last Adam. It's just what it was. I mean, it is what it is. So, Jesus paid blood for blood. And because of that, we have been saved. We've been redeemed, restored to God the Father. We are now one with Christ. So we looked at the implications of this sacrifice, which is, and I quote, the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin. And then we spoke of that sin, the great sin, the ultimate sin, that man, that is Adam, committed, that led to the damnation of all man. And that was the sin of disobedience. And this, in fact, was the birthplace, so to speak, of sin. The sin from which all other sins flow. Adam disobeyed God. 
and in doing so he damned all of mankind to be slaves under the curse. And the curse, unfortunately, is an inversion of the blessing that was man's original gift from God, converted and corrupted because Adam introduced death into the world. Now, I'm just explaining how it was. I'm not giving you inspiration to hate Adam. He, he loved. It was just unfortunate that he loved the wrong way. But, you see, his actions had consequences. Consequences that, that have been suffered through the years. Now, last week, I explained how this was. So, if you wish to know, you can go ahead and check it. But the main thing for last time was explaining that the great sin had been paid for. So if this is so, and you believe it, which I'm inclined to believe that you do, after all, that is the uh, literal prayer. Accepting Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So to an extent, you believe it. So if the great sin has been paid for in full, then there is no original sin. That means that you are now, as Adam was before the fall. You are more or less back to factory settings. There's no, no messing, no one has messed with your OS. It means, it means you are blessed. It means you are blessed, not cursed. It means that when God comes to see you, which, by the way, he does every single second of every single day because he lives inside you. When God sees you, he sees his beautiful, perfect baby boy or baby girl. In his eyes, you are flawed. There is no mistake. There is no blemish. You are perfect. You are the perfect being that he made. See, God is 100% absolutely biased about you. He is absolutely smithing. As far as he's concerned, you are righteous. And unless you don't want it, that is who you will always be to him. Righteous. This week, we continue. Please open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. I'm still using the Amplified Version, by the way. And I read, In him also we have received an inheritance, a destiny. We were claimed by God as his own, having been predestined, chosen, appointed beforehand, according to the purpose of him who works everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his will. Amen. Tonight's focus is the beneficiary. Who's a beneficiary? See, the dictionary defines a beneficiary as one who receives anything as a gift or one who receives a benefit or advantage. In law, and I'm going to use a will for the purpose of this um, summary explanation. In law, there is something that we call a will, the final wishes of a dying man. It's someone's last wish, last request. A will is respected both by the law and by the courts. See, 
wills usually generally deal with assets or properties owned by a person or amassed by a person in his lifetime and their mode of distribution basically more or less who gets what now see the courts honor the last request and the gifts given to whoever they're given to in the will are transferred into their possession it becomes their own see the person who owns the will is a benefactor and the person who receives gifts in the will according to his wishes is a beneficiary all of the benefactors assets are distributed to the beneficiaries it becomes the the beneficiary and the beneficiary then becomes the permanent possessor of whatever gift was bestowed upon him by virtue of the will. I, I hope you're following. See, Jesus, God the Son, he came here and on this earth, he died for us. He paid full in blood. Now that death could not hold him captive does not mean that he did not die. He died. But he rose. And everybody knows that a will only becomes valid after the death of the benefactor. And what is God's will? What is his will? Go back to the book of Genesis, Genesis 1 verse 28. It's there. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and dominate. Honestly, he couldn't be clearer if he tried. And in fact, he tried. He really did. The entire Bible is an attempt to explain to us what we are entitled to as beneficiaries of his will. What is our due? What does he want for us to have? By God, in this verse 11, he's even clear on the fact that we have received an inheritance in him. We've received it. It is not pending. It is not owing. It has been given and received. We believers are in Christ and we are entitled to everything that he is. We are joint heirs. I don't know. We are joint heirs with the son. See, eh? that he's alive forevermore doesn't stop the distribution of the inheritance. In fact, it guarantees it. Verse 14, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14. The spirit is the guarantee, the first installment, the pledge, the foretaste of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own purchased possession, his believers, to the praise of his glory. The Holy Spirit couldn't come here until Jesus ascended. He sent him here. The version of God that is always with us, Jesus sent him here, ensuring that we will always have 100% access to our inheritance in God until the end of of days God has paid for you you are absolutely free I mean don't you understand see he paid in full he's not owing anything he paid in full nothing owing there's no leftover back in the days when the Romans ruled the world they got slaves from every nook and cranny. Egyptians, Britons, Grecians, Jews, Germans, you name a place that had been discovered, 
and they had slaves from there. They ruled the world. Back then, a slave had only two ways to be free. First, he could be granted his freedom by his master. Or second, he could buy his freedom from his master. Now, when a slave had been freed, one way or the other, the freed slave was given a seal to wear around his neck or to carry on his person to indicate that he was a free man and an honorary Roman citizen. Now, without that seal, if he was ever caught, he would be assumed to be a runaway slave. And I'm pretty sure that we know how extreme the consequences and the punishments in that time were. Well, see, for us believers, the Holy Ghost is a seal. We take him every single place that we go because he is the symbol of our freedom. Now, the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing is that God is not like man. He's not cruel like man is. He will not go around calling you Freeman um, Adetayo or Freeman Jessica. No, no, no. He calls you son. Your father, El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, looks at you and calls you Anthony El Shaddai, Amaka El Shaddai. He calls you his own children. We are we are children of the all-sufficient one. He doesn't look at you and label you as adopted. No. He looks at you and all he sees is his son. His beautiful, beautiful son. Because that's who you are. You are his son. And because you are his son and that you have the, the holy spiritual biological proof of this fact, also known as the Holy Spirit, you have unfettered access to your inheritance, an inheritance that was made exclusively for those who have hope in Christ, who first put their confidence in him as their Lord and Savior. So, who are you? You, my dear, you are a beneficiary of the magnanimous, glorious, good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That you are blessed among men, being fruitful, multiplying, replenishing, subduing, and dominating this earth that he has willed to you. You are a beneficiary of the almighty God's good will. Shall we say a little prayer? Heavenly Father, please open our eyes to see this truth. That we are more than former slaves, more than free men. We are your children. We are beloved sons of the Almighty Father, the All-Sufficient One, our El Shaddai. Let this be the truth that we live by in our hearts, and in this world, in Jesus' name, thank you. Now, 
Thank you once again for fellowshipping with me this evening. I hope that this word has blessed you and I hope that it has encouraged you to also study the word more. You see, there's a lot, a lot in this first chapter that I have been unable to even touch. And I pray that the spirit leads you through his word and that your, your understanding and your love for him as well as for yourself grows. I'll see you next Tuesday by 8 p.m. Until then, stay blessed. Good night. My name is Sharon Tanko and I hope you were blessed by this sermon and that it opened your heart to new knowledge from our Father. For those of you who haven't taken that vital step in accepting Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, but would like to do so now, please say this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I know that you went to the cross and died for me. I know that on the third day you rose. I know you did this because you love me. You showed me a deeper love, a love that goes beyond dying and into overcoming death. And now, knowing this, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my life today, sweet Lord, so that I may be one with the Father. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your forgiveness. And I thank you for this great love. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you just said that prayer with me, thank you and welcome to the kingdom of God. My brother, my sister, God will have his way with you. Now, if you would like to reach out to me, feel free to do so at Say a Little Prayer Nigeria. That is Say a Little Prayer NG both on Instagram and on Facebook. I would love to share and pray with you. If you want to learn more beyond the podcast, you can visit my pastor, Reverend Delison Tanko, both on Facebook and on YouTube. His, his preaching is easy to follow and it's easier still to grasp and have a deeper, more precise understanding of our Heavenly Father. If this podcast has inspired you and you feel the need to sow a seed into it, you can give an offering at 0140-3236-59. That is 0140-3236-59, Guaranteed Trust Bank. Or you can give at 151-1321-721. That is 151-1321-721 at Access Bank. God bless you as you give. God bless you as you give. Now, don't forget to say a little prayer for you and your loved ones. Thank you and stay blessed.